What fact were you taught in high school that you later learned was completely untrue? All of the chemistry, about three times. Electrons are little balls that circle around the nucleus. Just kidding, electrons move in these little clouds around a nucleus. <laughs> Just kidding, electrons move in these different hybrid clouds. Just kidding, electrons are clouds. Just kidding, F U. Also, light only moves in straight lines, except when it doesn't. Our gym teacher told us your body temperature increases by 40 degrees when you run. When we pointed out you go to the hospital with a fever of 103, she told us it was different and to stop acting smug. That's why she teaches gym. Maybe she confused temperature and heart rate? The sun is half star, half planet. I had a middle school teacher who told us that Buddhists have to pray to Buddha three times a day. Took me until high school before I realized he was probably thinking about Judaism. You can't take a bigger number away from a smaller number. Oh my god, yes. I remembered when we learned about negative numbers. I was so gosh darn teed off and upset. Nowadays, I tutor young kids, and when this question comes up, I will take the time to try and explain it in a very simple way that won't cloud or confuse them. One time, though, a kid got excited about what he learned and showed it to a friend and came back to me next week and said his teacher said I was wrong and that it's impossible to subtract big numbers from a small one. Come on. I can understand a teacher not wanting to confuse kids with negative numbers when they're just learning subtraction, but to straight up lie and say that it's impossible to do it is abhorrent. What's wrong with saying, yes, you can do that, and you'll learn that another time, but right now we're only going to subtract small numbers from bigger numbers. And if a kid actually learns how to do it, that teacher should encourage them. Thanks for being awesome and teaching the kids the right thing. I remember this being introduced quite early in my education, but it is entirely possible that that's just a different country's education system. Also, basic negatives are a very important concept when it comes to personal finances, stating the obvious for those who haven't considered it. In Of Mice and Men, Curly wore a leather glove filled with Vaseline. Our teacher told us it was so he could beat his wife with a softer hand. She was too embarrassed to tell us it was for getting busy. Am I the only one who finds it sad that beating his wife is more socially appropriate answer than doing the deed with his wife? That's America for you. There's even a joke about it. How do you allow an undressed woman to appear in an American movie with just a PG rating? Put a lot of bullets through her. There was a scene in Hannibal, a very violent and gory TV show, where a man and a woman's skin is peeled off their backs and raised to look like wings. The two were au naturel in this scene, shown from behind and waist up, but the network had an issue with the fact that the man's butt crack was ever so slightly visible. The show's solution? Give him a line of blood dripping down his back to make his crack less visible. I'm not even joking. Benjamin Franklin discovering electricity by flying a kite with a key on it. No, no, he didn't discover it, he invented it. The phenomenon of electrons moving around never happened until he flew that kite. Just like fire never existed before the cavemen, right? Adults kept telling me that people would offer me free substances. You want some dip? No thanks, I don't do dip. Good, don't start. An actual conversation I had. In 7th grade health class, we were learning about pancreatic cancer and the disease's other variants in other parts of the body. My teacher explained to the class that it can be only located on or in major organs. A few seconds after he said that, I raised my hand and said, My grandpa had surgery to get it removed in his knee. A knee isn't a major organ, is it? And this teacher thought about it for a minute and realized he was completely wrong and just responded with saying, I'm not sure. Let's move on. Oh crap, the knee is a major organ. We're screwed. 
Well, to be fair, I'm sure he didn't have it in his knee, but maybe bone cancer in his knee or something like that. I obviously don't know all the different types, but I'm pretty sure it's always on an organ, major or not. Many of you have been trying to correct me that bones are not organs, but apparently blood is not an organ. So if you absolutely need to find a way to correct the statement I said I was pretty sure about, you can cite leukemia. Cracking your knuckles will give you arthritis. I was doing it regardless of that myth. It's not like I didn't believe it, but sometimes you just have to crack your damn knuckles because your hand has a cramp or something. Very relieved to find out it was a myth. Men and women have a different number of ribs. Also, some stuff about the Antichrist, but I didn't believe that. That everyone believed the world was flat until Columbus proved them wrong. Additionally, that Columbus went to his grave not knowing that he hadn't landed in the West Indies. If I recall correctly, there's a diary entry written by him acknowledging that what he had landed in was a new continent. I'm literally 100% sure that some Greek dude proved it was round by sticking a stick in the ground and measuring some angles and shadow lengths. Also, Magellan was yelling that the world was like a melon years before Columbus sailed. Was taught about Magellan's yelling in history class in middle school. Apparently, Magellan wasn't old enough to do any reasonable yelling when Columbus went sailing. So add that to the list of things taught wrong. Apparently, the Greek dude already knew the world was round and was trying to figure out the size of it. Add that to the list. The entire rhyme, which I've now learned is incorrect, was taught to me in middle school. It goes... Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492, while Magellan was still yelling that the world was like a melon. Everything about chemistry. In grade 9, we were introduced to chemistry. Then in the later grades, they were like, Everything you were taught was essentially wrong. We did it to simplify things. Here's how it actually is. Then in university, they go, LOL, everything you were taught in high school was wrong. It's actually like this. Looking back, I wasn't bad at chemistry, I always did well, but because of this constant flip-flopping, I'm still confused about some of the basics, for example, acids. I remember taking the AP Chem exam, and my sister was in college studying biochem, and I heard her say to her friend, Gen Chem is a lie. After that, I started searching for clues. I finally got it when, after the unit on ideal gases, I asked why they're called ideal gases, and realized everything we just learned basically didn't apply to real life but only a very small percentage of things. Or they'd always say, there's an exception to this rule. And then it turned out mostly everything was the exception to the rule. I was so irritated. Actually, the ideal gas law is a pretty good approximation of the real thing in most cases. You'd be surprised. It isn't wrong, it's just not 100% accurate. However, it is a useful tool for thinking about how gases really do behave. So it's not a waste of time to learn it at all. Basically, it's as though you first learned that pi is equal to 3. And then in high school learned, actually it's 3.14. Then in college learned, really it's closer to 3.14159. Were any of those things actually wrong? Not really. None of those things are totally correct either. But then, why would you bother memorizing 500,000 digits of pi? What would that get you, really? I was today years old when I was hit with the knowledge that ideal gases are an approximation of a pure gas instead of how most of it is found. Huh. I guess you learn something every week with this job. That you have to round up all the numbers after the decimal point. Example 1.078836672, round the 0 to a 1, the 7 to an 8, 8 to a 9, etc. That people in slavery were paid, just not very much. And they were given a choice between a penny and a dime, but chose the penny because it was bigger. As if that was somehow less racist. What the frick? It's illegal to sell yo-yos at yard sales. You only use 10% of your brain. Fricking liars.
that the ancient Romans had places called vomitoriums where they would go and gorge themselves on food, then spew to make room for more. Gross, right? Kind of like that one scene in Catching Fire. Vomitoriums were actually a sort of hallway designed for spectators to exit the Colosseum and other arenas as efficiently as possible. I never knew that. They did show us pictures of big rooms with a lot of holes around the walls. Turns out those were public toilets. I simply assumed the vomit room looked slightly different, but they printed the wrong picture. Also, so many erroneous pictures in school books. So many. As a Latin teacher, I constantly have to correct students, teachers, and parents about what a vomitorium is. The most common response I hear is, But it's in the Hunger Games books. Um, yeah, those are about a fictional society. That there wasn't any air combat during World War I because the planes were only used for scouting. Uh, what about the Red Baron? Didn't a lot of planes back then essentially try to kill each other with handheld pistols fired from the cockpit? In the earliest days, yes. It gets a lot more sophisticated pretty fast, especially with the development of synchronization devices that allowed automatic weapons to fire through propellers. As a teacher, I have a few rules for myself to avoid becoming one of these teachers. 1. Always admit you are wrong about something when you are. It's important for kids to know you're fallible, like everyone else on the planet, and that it's okay to be wrong about stuff every once in a while. 2. Use discussion paired with internet searches to try and find what the correct answer actually is. I teach second grade, so we don't exactly have to go to Google Scholar, but we definitely go over the importance of checking over multiple sources and not believing everything we read on the internet. 3. Teach kids that it's okay not to know something or have a misconception about something. The pursuit of truth is infinitely more important than knowing something outright. Although it's not embedded in our curriculum, I take time every day to explicitly teach critical thinking skills. I actively do this too. Thanks for letting me know that there are teachers who know how to be wrong and how to fact check and be open to multiple interpretations. You can submit your own stories to be featured here on the channel. The story submission link is in the description below. And if you want to listen to some vibey music in the background, check out Easy Mode, also linked below, and subscribe. George Washington cut down a cherry tree. Also not exactly untrue, but I have no idea why we need to practice recorders. I think recorders are probably the simplest, cheapest wind instrument, and teaching music is healthy, exercising a kid's brain in a different artistic way. Usually this is taught in the 4th or 5th grade, so by middle school they can choose a complicated, specialized instrument and join band or orchestra. That I wouldn't be paid to stare out the window all day. I'm a pilot. My 7th grade health teacher, Black people can't swim. Their bones are much denser than ours. I've seen black kids jump into the pool. They just sink like rocks. Imagine my surprise when moving away from Union, Indiana. Oh my god, when was this if you don't mind me asking? My health teacher in the 7th grade told us all Native Americans have high cheekbones. If someone has high cheekbones, they're native, like Michael Jackson. Where in the frick are these 7th grade teachers being educated? Is anyone else a bit nervous there's a clan university that we don't know about? Blood is blue when it's inside your body. When I was in 6th grade, the smartest kid in the class told us this. The kid was legit smart in math and was many years ahead of us. I disagreed. Everyone else agreed with the smart guy, even the teacher. I asked how come when doctors draw blood, it's red. He said because there's oxygen in the needle and that it turns the blood red. Fair enough. I then asked how would anyone know it was blue. He said something about vacuums. At that point, the class lost focus. I lost, he won. He is wrong though, and I'm vindicated. While silly Americans spent millions building a zero-gravity pen that could write in space, the Russians used pencils. 
Actually, NASA programs previously used pencils, but because of the substantial dangers that broken pencil tips and graphite dust posed to electronics and zero gravity, the flammable nature of wood present in pencils, and the inadequate quality documentation produced by non-permanent or smeared record-keeping, a better solution was needed. Russian cosmonauts used pencils and grease pencils on plastic slates until also adopting a space pen in 1969, with a purchase of 100 units for use on all future missions. NASA never approached Paul Fisher, the inventor, to develop a pen, nor did Fisher receive any government funding for the pen's development. Fisher invented it independently and then, in 1965, asked NASA to try it. After extensive testing, NASA decided to use the pens in future Apollo missions. I was always fed this one, with varying degrees of smugness about how stupid Americans were, by my science teachers no less. Turns out the Americans were making a calculated decision to not get graphite in their instruments. That there were different sections of the tongue for salty, sweet, sour, and bitter taste buds. I remember testing this myself once. I took some piece of candy and stuck it on a sweet zone, then on some other zone and thought it tasted exactly the same. Even as a kid, I wasn't sure about the legitimacy of this claim. We did this during Girl Scouts. Everyone was like, wow, it works. And I'm sitting there like, uh, sure. This was a very popular science experiment in schools and youth groups. Probably repeated millions of times and demonstrated the conclusion even though it was absolutely bogus and in fact completely untrue. It should be a warning about the power of assumptions and a reminder of the effort required by scientists who actually do do meaningful experiments and get valid results. It isn't easy. Because teachers convinced us that you couldn't begin a sentence with because, I believed it to be true. And they told you not to start a sentence with a conjunction, and that hell would make a special room for you should you decide a proposition would be a good word to end on. Ending a sentence with a proposition is something up with which I will not put. Winston Churchill Back in 7th grade life class, my female teacher and mother of three told us that girls cannot have a climax. Looking back, I honestly feel bad for the woman. How can you go through life and have three children of your own without ever knowing that you could have a climax? 1. Future employers will see how many detentions you've had during school. 2. There are 52 states in the USA. This was a mistake in a textbook, so this was taught to a whole generation of Austrians, probably also Germans. 3. In a geography class, a student asked why the north of Ireland was a part of the UK. The professor replied, because Ireland gave it to the British. Coming from a very patriotic Irish family, this was a shock to say the least. 4. High school students told me how professors in college and university don't help you with anything and you're completely on your own. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
After explaining difficulty I had with one of my papers to my professor, he gave me the names of about five to six authors he knows who write on the subject and essentially gave me half my research. Another time, a professor actually loaned me a copy of the book the library was out of so I could photocopy a chapter I needed for my final paper. Most of my professors would answer questions over email or after class too. In most cases, professors help more than high school teachers. I knew it at the time, but my science teacher in the 8th grade taught that the Big Bang Theory was the idea that the moon was formed by a collision between Earth and a Mars-sized asteroid. I told her this was not the case, and her excuse was that it was simplified so that everyone could understand it better. To be clear, I know that that is how the moon was formed, but the teacher was trying to say this was THE Big Bang, like the beginning of the universe, even wording it as such. Yes, the moon and the modern Earth were formed by a massive impact between proto-Earth and another object called Theia. This is, however, not the Big Bang Theory and was not the beginning of the universe. First year in college, the year was 2000. My intro to Comp Sci professor looked at me with two heads when I asked him if the exams were open book. His response, after the shocked pause, was something along the lines of, Do you think you'll have access to the book when you go into the real world? It was my time to mirror his look of shock as I'd completed my second year of co-op employment through my trade school where I was employed as a DB admin and web developer and had not only books to reference but also w3school.com bookmarked in Internet Explorer 6. In kindergarten, the teacher's aide told us that north is always forward no matter what direction you're facing. During recess, I figured out which way north really was and told her. Her response was, only if you're facing that way. I think she thought that we were unable to understand North, South, East, West, and she got really mad at me when I proved her wrong. Until she was eventually fired a few years later, she tried to punish me with anything possible. For example, when I talked during lunch, she moved me to a different table. Some motherfrickers are always trying to ice skate uphill. Trolling before the age of the internet. Also, when you see the moon, that's actually the sun after the Lightmaster General has turned down the dimmer for the day. Tell all your parents about our recent budget cuts. That the Vietnam War was a tie. That's putting it pretty generously. In fairness, the Viet Cong haven't reached DC yet. To be fair, there's a substantial number of people both in the States and abroad who either just don't know who won that war, or who outright think that the US won it. It doesn't help that most Vietnam War movies tend to end in one battle that the US comes out on top of. Was taught in middle school that the US has never been invaded outside of Pearl Harbor. War of 1812, Britain used troops from Canada to enter the US. We surrendered Detroit. Later on, British troops burned down the White House. Remember the famous painting of George Washington? It was rescued from the fire from Dolly Madsen. World War II, Aleutian Islands. A small Japanese force occupied the islands of Attu and Kiska, but the remoteness of the islands and the difficulties of the weather and terrain meant that it took nearly a year for a far larger US and Canadian force to eject them. There were also reports of German World War II U-boats off the East Coast and Japanese balloon bombs in Washington State. I was in my early 20s when I started learning on my own about history. Went to private Christian school. The one I always got was, when you're out of college and in the real world, you need to be firm with your faith. People will challenge you left and right. Professors might try to debate you and break you down, and other people will be bombarding your faith everywhere you go. Thanks for the scare tactics, but the most conflict I've had was with a classmate, and it went, Oh, you're Christian? I was raised Catholic, but I'm an atheist now. What did you get for number seven? Instructor at a state school here. If anything, most of us are terrified to even touch on the topic of religion in class, for fear of bringing up a debate where nobody is going to budge. If we come out as religious, we're prejudiced. If we don't, we're queer, liberal, atheist, hippie feminists 
Who would love nothing better than to rip your faith to shreds in front of you? It's a lose-lose, man. I just pretend like it doesn't exist, and I teach in the humanities. You're telling me teachers don't like to bring up complicated discussions that inevitably lead to everybody getting really angry, tons of drama, and waste a lot of time? Weird. I discovered in college that the more know-it-all you were about your beliefs on religious subjects, the more pushback you got from everybody else. You can be religious like Mr. Rogers was religious, and nobody will want to argue with you. You can be religious like Fred Phelps was religious, and people will get in your face all the time. That you don't have any rights in school. Like, at all. No freedom of speech, no freedom of expression, nothing. This was in public school in the early 2000s. I mean, your rights are limited, though. I remember being in a grade 10 science class and learning that everything I learned in grade 9 science was a lie. From what I understand, sciences are just one of a long chain of, okay, it's not like that, it's actually more like this. Wikipedia is a terrible resource that's often inaccurate because literally anyone can instantly change literally any article. Wikipedia checks every edit within 24 hours, if I recall correctly, and they definitely screen new users somehow. I tried editing a small backwater page once, for craps and giggles, and my edit never happened. More importantly, Wikipedia has stood up to every instance of cross-referencing that I've done, and I've written a decent number of research papers. Whenever I was told I couldn't use Wikipedia as a resource, I'd do it anyway, but I would click the links that Wikipedia cited, make sure the info was there in a way I could reasonably comprehend, and would cite that instead. I'm a master's student, and I do that too. Previous PhD student here, I used Wikipedia when writing my thesis. I had a psychology class in high school where we did the whole unit on dream interpretation, Jungian symbols and the metaphor of different events. Get to college and one psychology degree later, I've been told about 15 times that Jung was too high to find his toes and is barely more credible than Freud. Dream interpretation is basically useless. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories, or if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Genius, give Am I the Jerk a shot. Everything linked in the description.